0: If you feel like your business is drowning in inefficiencies, it might be time to decode the problem and break it down by the numbers. Let's start with 37,000. That's the vast community of business owners who've embraced NetSuite. 25, that's the number of years that NetSuite has been revolutionizing financial workflows and accelerating success. Which brings us to one. NetSuite offers tailored solutions, all consolidated within one streamlined platform. Unlock the power of NetSuite today. Download our claimed KPI checklist for free. Just head to netsuite.com cbs. That's netsuite.com cbs.
1: Welcome to CBS Mornings on this Thursday. I'm Gail King. I'm Tony DiCopo. And I'm Jamie Ucas. It's a federal mask mandate for transportation, which may not be dead just yet. The Biden administration says it will appeal a judge's decision to strike down the mandate. And although it's not clear if the mandate would be immediately reinstated if the government wins that appeal. Errol Barnett is following all these latest developments for you. He's at the Reagan National Airport, which is just outside Washington. Errol, it's like that temptation song, ball of confusion. That's what the world is today. Hey, hey.
2: And that ball continues to roll, Gail. Good morning. Look, the CDC says amid a surge of COVID in several states across the country, a masking requirement indoors for travelers remains necessary. And that is why it asked the Department of Justice late on Wednesday to make an official appeal. But all of this leaves us travelers stuck in the middle of what is a growing legal battle that certainly carries the potential to reach the Supreme Court. Just two days after some flyers removed their face masks mid-flight, a legal challenge from the Justice Department could potentially bring the federal mask mandate back.
0: We're all ready for it to be over, but we want to ensure that our public health experts are able to take steps if needed in the future.
2: As of Thursday, it remains up to passengers to decide whether to wear masks on public transportation, though the sudden rule change Monday led to confusion, with some cities like New York and Philadelphia still requiring masks on trains, buses and in airports. In a statement, the CDC defended the mask mandate, saying at this time, an order requiring masking in the indoor transportation corridor remains necessary for the public health. A Trump-appointed federal judge in Florida struck down the mandate Monday, saying the CDC exceeded its authority and didn't follow rulemaking procedures. And this comes at a time when COVID-19 cases are surging in parts of the country. The problem with air travel is... CBS News contributor Dr. David Agus says that while airplanes have strong filtration systems, it may not be enough for high-risk travelers. Those people will have more of a difficulty going out in public with the potential of being exposed. They can get very ill. Which is a very real concern for Brian Vastag of Hawaii. He traveled to Alaska for treatment for his autoimmune disorders.
3: I am constantly assessing my risk. I'm not going to know, is there somebody on the plane who's sick right now?
2: And we all know pandemic fatigue is setting in for so many, but this decision certainly carries risks for the Biden administration. What's on the line? Well, the future influence of the CDC and the federal government's ability, Tony, should there be another virus, another variant to make health regulations
4: still a high-stakes situation, Errol. Thank you very much. We're going to turn now to a major development in a key battle in the war in Ukraine. We've been following the plight of Ukrainians trapped inside a massive steelwork facility in Mariupol, surrounded by Russian soldiers. Well, overnight, President Vladimir Putin said he was calling off a plan for those soldiers to storm the facility. He said instead he was ordering a blockade. But as Chris Livesay reports from Ukraine, the situation on the ground there is still decidedly unclear. Chris, good morning.
3: Good morning, Tony. The situation in Mariupol is the definition of dire trapped inside a steel mill are hundreds of soldiers and civilians, women and children left for dead. And this morning, CBS News understands that some Russian forces have entered the mill that's been their fortress going on two months, but not before they sent us this video begging for help. FOR THESE WOMEN AND CHILDREN, THIS WINDOWLESS MAZE OF UNDERGROUND TUNNELS BENEATH THE AZOVSTAL STEEL MILL HAS BECOME THEIR BLEAK SALVATION. I WOULDN'T SAY THIS IS THE BEST ENVIRONMENT FOR CHILDREN, SAYS THIS MOTHER OF THREE. THEIR TEETH ARE STARTING TO ROT BECAUSE THEY LACK VITAMIN D. THERE'S NOT ENOUGH SUN. IF IT WEREN'T FOR UKRAINIAN SOLDIERS, WE'D HAVE NO FOOD, SAYS THIS YOUNG MOTHER. But both soldiers and food are running out. Empty containers have become toys. Famished children say they can't wait to go to the grocery store. But it's been bombed by Russian forces, like everything else in their city, turned into a hellscape. For weeks, its defenders have repelled a relentless Russian onslaught that surrounded the city. Thousands have died from shelling, countless more from thirst and starvation. Others cut down as they tried to flee. Ukrainians accuse Russian forces of repeatedly breaking ceasefires, even targeting humanitarian corridors. This morning, Russian President Vladimir Putin himself intervened, ordering his defense minister not to storm the mill and risk losing Russian lives instead they must stiffen the blockade blockade. block off this industrial area so that a fly cannot pass through he commands adding those who surrender will be treated with respect but considering similar russian assurances in the past soldiers are showing no sign of laying down their arms instead appealing for help from foreign countries the u.n Even the Pope, we're maybe facing our final hours. We're outnumbered 10 to 1, he says. Please help us, she begs. And to those who started this war against us, I hope you feel our pain on your own skin and that your kids can feel this pain too. That person is, of course, Vladimir Putin. And not only is he escalating attacks around Mariupol in the eastern Donbass region, the Russian president has just unveiled a new intercontinental missile. Now, it's still in the testing phase, but that's not stopping Moscow from deploying these images meant to scare Ukraine's allies. Jamie?
0: Mm, scary indeed. Chris Livesay in Ukraine, thank you. We have breaking news from Honduras, where the country's former president is being sent to the U.S. this morning to face allegations of taking bribes from drug traffickers. Juan Orlando Hernandez has been in jail for the past two months. Now, the government of Honduras has decided it's time to extradite him to the U.S. Jeff Begays is in Washington. Jeff, this is highly unusual.
5: It is. Good morning. We've learned that a DEA plane is scheduled to land at a Honduran airbase this morning. From there, the former president will be in U.S. custody and taken to New York City. A senior U.S. official tells CBS News that Hernandez will face weapons and drug charges. Hernandez was sworn in as president in 2014 and concluded his second term in January of this year and then February... Hernandez was arrested in Honduras. U.S. prosecutors in the Southern District of New York are expected to unseal an indictment against him this week. In recent years, they have accused Hernandez of funding his political rise with profits from drug traffickers in exchange for protecting their shipments. Hernandez denies any wrongdoing. It is extremely rare for an ex-president, an ex-head of state, to be extradited. Former Panamanian President Manuel Noriega, you'll remember, was captured by U.S. forces in office in 1990 and later sentenced to prison on drug trafficking and racketeering charges. The arrest of Hernandez comes during a period where over the past 20 years, the U.S. has provided hundreds of millions of dollars in humanitarian aid to Honduras, a country whose residents have been. Fleeing in large numbers to the U.S. border due in part to this type of alleged corruption. Gail.
1: Got it, Jeff. Thank you very much. In the desert southwest, a series of wildfires is keeping thousands of people out of their homes. The most serious is the tunnel fire that's north of Flagstaff, Arizona, where it's burned about 30 square miles. It has destroyed more than two dozen homes and threatens more than 700 others. Some of the evacuees say they only had minutes to get out. The wind has been blowing so hard in that area, firefighters cannot attack the flames from above. Think about that for just a second. Other large fires are burning in Colorado and New Mexico. The forecasters say the top winds there could reach 70 miles an hour tomorrow, and that could bring explosive growth in the fires. Let's hope not. In Florida, the fight between Disney and the governor
0: over a controversial new law that limits discussion of sexual identity in public schools is escalating. Republican lawmakers are close to passing a measure to end a special tax district, For Disney, Manuel Bajorcas is following the story and joins us now live from Orlando. Good morning, Manuel.
6: Good morning, Jamie. Disney initially did not take an official stance, but once the governor signed that law and employees here protested When Disney World was still just an idea, the Disney family lobbied Florida officials to create a special improvement district governed by Disney and called Reedy Creek. It taxes itself to provide roads, power, and some emergency services. That was 1967. This was the governor's call to lawmakers this week. But they also
4: will be considering termination of all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968.
6: The move comes after Disney publicly condemned Florida's parental rights and education law, which critics called Don't Say Gay, because it prohibits public school instruction on topics related to sexual orientation or gender identity in grades K through 3. Is this retaliation?
7: No, I don't think so. But I think that when you kick the hornet's nest, I think sometimes issue rise up that you weren't aware of.
6: Republican state representative Randy Fine co-sponsored the bill to strip Disney, the state's largest private employer, of self-governing status. Disney's charter allows
7: them to build a nuclear power plant. It allows them to build roads without having to follow Florida Department of Transportation standards. And these are not things that may make a lot of sense. Maybe they did 55 years ago, but they don't today. Fine claims tax Payers won't end up
6: footing the bill if Disney's status goes away. But some say local residents could still end up paying for it, while the district's $1 billion debt from bonds remains an open question. And it's kind of shocking that they would come after Disney for this. Says sorry, Aubrey Jewett, a political science professor at the University of Central Florida. If they do it to Disney, who's been so supportive of Republicans over the last 20 years and so important to Florida's economy, then who wouldn't they do it to? If this becomes law, Disney can renegotiate with lawmakers. Still, some question the timing of this bill, alleging it's a distraction from the governor's redrawing of the state's congressional map, which could give Republicans four more seats at the expense of three from Democrats. Tony? It's politics all the way down. Manny, thank you very much. Turning to a
4: big story out of Hollywood. Netflix facing tough questions after it reported its first subscriber loss in more than a decade. A loss that sent its stock tumbling, and I mean tumbling. A huge sell-off sent the price down by more than 35% yesterday. And the company's value since the beginning of the year has dropped more than 60%. Carter Evans now looks at the reasons for this sudden downturn of one of Hollywood's biggest content providers. Player
7: 456, pass. From smash hits like Squid Game to films like Don't Look Up.
0: There's a comet headed directly towards Earth.
7: Netflix has become a streaming giant. The secret is safe with me, I shall not tell a song. How grateful I am. But increasing competition, password sharing, and cutting off business in Russia led to a loss of 200,000 subscribers in the company's first quarter. And Netflix projects another 2 million could cancel by the end of June. Are people getting to a point where they're overloaded with streaming options.
3: Inflation is eating into all sorts of disposable income and it's really hard for most people to pay for all of the streaming services out
7: there. In January, Netflix increased its premium price to nearly $20 a month, more expensive than much of the competition.
0: Netflix is done after this month.
7: Heather LaFord is letting her Netflix subscription expire because of the price.
0: I mean, when I first had Netflix, it was, I think, seven ninety nine a month, and now I'm like over $20 a month, and I don't know what I'm paying for anymore.
7: Concerns like that are leading the company to consider something it was once adamant against, commercials. And One way to increase the price spread is advertising um, on low-end plans. But lower-cost plans may not be enough for viewers like Sarah Olson.
0: They got rid of the office, they got rid of friends. Netflix could offer something even with short ads, but
1: better programming, then I'd stick with it.
7: For CBS Mornings, I'm Carter Evans in Hollywood. I, mean, I don't
1: the, think they exactly got rid of it. I think Peacock <laughs> said, that's an NBC yeah, problem. Yeah, we'll, we'll take right. that. You we'll know, take I mean, that.
4: But content, it really doesn't seem to be the problem. They've got a bunch of hit shows. They've won they big really awards, do. and yet people don't want to pay There's a lot of dollars stuff, a month, yeah. it appears. Well, so when,
1: when you drop those so quickly, though, guys. Yeah. That's when you see you just say?
0: the disparity in the pricing of all the other streaming services, then you do look at your monthly budget as a family and go, eh, I don't you know. you got to
1: make a decision. Plus,
0: Bridger, Bridgerton season two. This wasn't quite as sexy as last wow. year. Wow,
1: we'll have to talk but about
4: that. But it's, well. it's doing very well. Doing very well. Waiting for season
1: three. <laughs> all
4: right. Sexy. Talk to Michelle Miller about that. She may disagree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Jamie you could. I'm throwing it out there.
0: Do you ever feel like there's nothing new in the news? You know there are urgent things happening in the world around you, but all you hear is noise that's why we made what next our goal is to tell you the stories you haven't heard before or maybe a different side to the story you thought you already knew all about i'm mary harris the host of what next and i love my job because it helps me cut through the noise of the news and then i get to bring it to you together we can figure out what next